What happens when you demolish a house that a ghost has been haunting? Can LSD help you telepathically communicate with dolphins? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Hey! Welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday once again. You're listening to This Paranormal Life, where every week we dissect a different paranormal tale, case, or claim and try to get to the bottom of whether it is true or false using our decades of experience in the paranormal industry. That's right. Uh, (laughs) That's right. It is an industry where demons witches and cryptids create paranormal encounters along the paranormal assembly line and then we try to deconstruct them and understand them at a later date i'm joined by rory pars here beside me hello everyone my name is kate greer how are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing good. And, you know, not to get too bogged down into the concept of the paranormal world being an industry, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of people complain that their workplace uh, isn't a healthy one. Right. That their boss is difficult to deal with. Yeah. If I try and touch my boss, I go straight through him. All right. Because he's a goddamn ghost. Yeah. My my HR, maybe I should tell him that I can't touch my boss, except he's freaking Sasquatch. He's bringing me more problems. It's a very unhealthy workplace because half the people there are dead. I can turn to no one. No. And <laughs> it has made me turn into a very uh, emotionally stunted, bitter person, actually. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I'm coming down on the conclusion of, no, my paycheck doesn't exist. <laughs> so My paycheck is see-through. It is a cryptid <laughs> in the sense that it does not exist as far as science is concerned. My Christmas bonus? Also a ghost. <laughs> he called it Christmas boonist. I didn't get the part. I thought it was really rude because my family are starving. My wife is begging me to get a minimum wage job and I tell her to fuck off. Anyway, enough dilly-dallying at the top of the episode. As always, we're just going to dive right into today's investigation. Today, we're talking about a cursed place. Somewhere that is deeply and fundamentally cursed to this day. This isn't some ancient story or myth. We're not going back to Edo, Japan. We're not going back to ancient Greece, but somewhere that you can experience right now and today. Wow. Our journey takes us to the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. That's right. This piece of shit state. Whoa, whoa, no. whoa. <laughs> I'm only joking. It's not Pennsylvania exactly, but rather somewhere in Pennsylvania. Okay. So I guess it kind of is piece <laughs> this of shit. piece of shit town. <laughs> If you drive north on Route 61 through Columbia County, there is a turnoff at some point. An unmarked turnoff on the main road. A borderline Mario Kart shortcut. The road signs are unmarked because the name has been desperately and deliberately scratched off. Ooh, permanently. Removed to stop anyone from trying to find this place. The further you travel down this road, you will start to see abandoned cars at the side of the road, like a zombie apocalypse movie. Wow. Eventually, abandoned buildings altogether. Go far enough, and you'll reach a complete dead end in the road, and you'll have to continue your journey on foot. The road has been closed to stop people ever reaching this cursed location. Oh my god. I'm gonna just sh- <laughs> gonna just show you. It just ends. Yeah, it's like... It's like they've literally got a digger or something and just dumps like a couple tons of soil on the road. That is so weird. I'm in. As you get closer, signs along the road start to read, risk of injury or death ahead. And if you stop to read these warning signs more closely, you will also see the word fire in bold letters. Okay. 
which is kind of unusual right off the bat because normally when there's a fire, you don't have time to make a permanent sign about it. A fire sign, yeah. yeah. You'd hope the fire was out by the time the sign was completed. That's right. Unless it was some insanely efficient sign maker. Like, you first call the fire brigade, then you call the sign guy. Yeah, yeah. And he he's there before the firefighters. Like, if your friend falls in a lake, like, off of a, a pier and into the lake. Yeah. And he's, like, he's splashing about in the water, like, Oh my god, someone's saving me! And you're like, oh my god, oh my god! And you pick up your phone and you're like, boop, 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 boop. And you're like, I need a sign! I need a sign to say drowning. Are you, are you calling the ambulance? Hold on a second. Uh, I need a sign. Uh, he's 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 going really down deep. Fuck. All right. Uh uh uh. And then you know uh, someone like shows up and they're like, "Is everything okay here?" And it's like, "How could you know? There's no sign to explain the situation." Just jump in. And then after a couple minutes, you have to phone them back and be like, "I need a sign that says dead." <laughs> It's too late. No one can help him. Shut up! I'm making the sign. <laughs> the worst friend of all time. <laughs> you eventually the drowning sign is there, but you know the death sign is already on the way. <laughs> so you just use the drowning sign to bludgeon your friend to death below the waves. <laughs> you call up the sign companies like, I know you're looking for a drowning sign, but we do have a two for one on the drowning and dead sign. <laughs> That's a steal. I'll take it. (laughs) That's right. Signs that say fire on them are not very common. But that's because there is a fire in this cursed, cursed place that has been burning for over 50 years. Our story today brings us back to 1962. In this place, there was once a vibrant mining community. Over a thousand people lived worked, shopped and ran businesses and went to their local church. Why does every one of our bad stories start with a small mining community? Never has a small mining community gone on to be a happy, peaceful town. No. It's gone on to be like haunted as shit, cursed. It's the worst possible things. No, (laughs) no, No story, like no... Uh, booming tech company's origin story started as like, you know, Silicon Valley started off life as a small mining community in the outskirts of San Francisco. (laughs) Then when the mines closed up, we learned how to code, bada bing, bada boom, the iPhone's invented. TED Talk over. I mean... I don't think anyone in Silicon Valley would ever say, bada bing, bada boom, by the way. Steve 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 Jobs Jobs wasn't known for that. Steve Jobs didn't didn't often talk about where to get the best pastrami sandwich yeah. in, in San Francisco. I'd love him doing the talks. This is the iPhone 7, better than the 6. We upgraded the bish, bada bing, bada boom. It's on sale now. We, uh, <laughs> he, he obviously barely understands the in- internal components. Uh, what we did was uh, updated the gargosh and uh, got the badaboosh <laughs> over here. And uh, yeah, we souped that bad boy up and uh, hit the shelves. We got the microchips. We got the micro salsa. You get what I mean, folks? Uh, I'm Steve Jobs. I'll be here all night. Thank you. People are still taking their seats. The whole thing's <laughs> over. Yeah, I think... If people back in the day had known uh, where the mining industry was going, they would have gotten out a lot sooner. Absolutely. That's right. The people in this small town lived like any other town in 60s America, and they called it Centralia. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's quite a cool little uh, futuristic name. 
but Centralia's peaceful utopia was shattered on one fateful day when out of nowhere, a fire started underground and quickly spread to the mines. And Centralia quickly lit up like a Christmas tree, except a Christmas tree where only the roots and the bits under the ground are lit up. Right. It's a bad tree. Now, people weren't too worried about this because even though we don't know how this fire started, fires in mines aren't uncommon. Let's face it, how is anyone stopping miners from lighting up? We already know that they do something so dangerous. They probably also smoke like trains. Oh, yeah. Like snort heroin, juggle knives, just all the dangerous shit. Yeah, you live in a, you work in a hole your whole life. You're going to need to, you know, take the edge off somehow. Spice it up. Crack rocks and smoke crack rocks. Mining 101. (laughs) Because if you, if you don't realize, but crack cocaine is actually, it's like an essential mineral found in the earth. Yeah. So like... I mean, who's to judge those guys? They're mining for like other like gold and stuff like that. Uh, they just are you just going to ignore the crack that's there? Absolutely not. Of course not. You're bored out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. You mining for crystals? What if that's just crystal meth? You're going to find some druggy jewels down there. They're not called that for no reason. Exactly. They knew that this fire would die out soon, just like any mine fire, and things could go back to normal. But as the weeks passed, More weird and disturbing things started happening in the town. Slowly, trees started dying from the roots upwards, and eventually entire forests worth were dying en masse. You saying that was a strange thing that happened? Because I'm under the impression that below the surface, the earth is melting. I don't think it's a weird thing that trees are dying. And the locals noticed that in winter, when it snowed, no matter how much snow fell or how dry it was, the snow would Did it melt. melt? Right. Mel- right, melt. Oh, it melted. Have you read this story before? This is crazy. It melted instantly. Weird. Even more alarmingly, the ground itself, pavements and roads, started to crack open and split as if there was an earthquake happening. People started getting ill, dropping like flies developing what some even called or compared to the black lung. It was as if they were being poisoned. It didn't take too long to work out what was going on. (laughs) I'm sorry, why are you laughing? (laughs) I have a hypothesis. Really? Yeah. Smart guy over here, you think you've cracked the case after like three minutes? It it might have something to do with the fact that there was a fire in a a mine that... I, I think they thought would sort itself out, um, <laughs> which is a terrible idea. I don't think you should ever, if you see a fire, assume it will sort itself out. Yeah, it's under the ground, though. It's just going to go away. But in a cave where gases are, like, that's not going to help the situation, is it? Gas? I don't know. I feel like there's, you know, there's canaries down there. The, the tunnels are pretty small. Like, the canaries will they'll probably do something fight the fire. <laughs> the tunnels are pretty small as well, so like I don't that fire's nowhere to go as well, so probably just. I'm assuming these guys probably already took the path of like locking up the doors, but then opening a small hatch and releasing like a thousand canaries down into the mines <laughs> to try and sort it out, and them collectively flapping their wings fanned this fire into an, <laughs> an enormous blaze. <laughs> the canaries came out on fire, dispersed <laughs> into the, the town of entirely thatched roof houses, by the way, burning the place to a cinder. They are laying molten eggs down on the civilians, melting Just faces. Lava, lava yolks. The yolks were lava. <laughs> They're coming down fully cooked. <laughs> Straight up poached egg. 
took out a granny. <laughs> so normally, fires like the one that started in the mine die out in hours or maybe days. But in Centralia, it never stopped. Weeks and months started going by where this fire just silently raged underneath the ground itself. Overnight, this town became one of the scariest places to live in the world. Toxic gas clouds and smoke are just rising from the ground, creating a permanent fog. Just going outside could kill you as the smog poured out of vents and drains in the ground. And for some, it even started filling their own basements in their homes. Then people started going missing. It turned out that the ground itself wasn't just splitting and cracking, but sometimes when you walked, a sinkhole would just appear out of nowhere, swallowing you whole. Good God. And if you were lucky enough to hit solid ground, like 10 foot down, you were trapped in a well of poisonous gas and probably pass out and die immediately. Oh my God. People sometimes stumbled across entire rotting deer carcasses halfway crawled out of these holes in the ground. Um, but suffocated before they could ever fully get out. That's like, so depressing. Animals were just dying left, right, and center. That's horrible. I read one story of a resident of Centralia playing with her cat in the garden when, <laughs> when they suddenly noticed that the grass beneath the cat turned brown. And they stood there staring at it, wondering what was happening. And then the ground beneath their cat gave out like a frozen lake. But as soon as they ran over to the hole, it was too late. The cat was gone forever. Jesus! This took a dark turn. (laughs) And this simply became daily life for the residents. One resident recalled her childhood growing up in Centralia and how her parents told her to, quote, stay away from the steam and, quote, watch out for the openings. Oh my God. (laughs) Which is extremely general advice for not falling into a hole to the center of the earth. I think those those life lessons could apply to any child from any location. That's I mean, true. I wish my parents had uh, taught me that when I was younger. I mean, your parents did say stay away from the steam, but you didn't count that as like weed vapor. Yeah. They were like, it's not steam, it's vape, mum. And I mean, <laughs> if they told me to stay away from the steam when I was a child... I wouldn't have got this bad boy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Got that when I was about six years old. Tried to hug a boiling kettle. I mean, you look like your stomach is Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool's face. It's insane. It was a pretty bad burn at the time. And I would say it is still now. It still hurts? Yeah, it hurts like a bish kit. A steamy, steamy, steamy bish. This would actually explain your, like, latent fear of all things to do with steam. Like, we went to a cafe the other day, and whenever that coffee machine, like, kicked into gear, you just started swinging wildly. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I think I drop-kicked a child. Um, I think so. I think into the steam, actually, so he'll probably have some effects a bit like yours. Well, a sacrifice had to be made to the steam lords. There's no such thing. I worship them now, if that wasn't clear enough. They were cruel to me, but through sacrifices, they will be kind. Instead of steaming me, they will steam others. Yeah, how could... No, that's not kind to to you or others. How can the steam be kind? The steam is always mean. That's the rule that my parents should have taught me. Steam equals mean. But if the steam is mean possibly to anyone else, preferably a child, then the steam will not be mean to me, hopefully. Because I'm using the child as a shield. I think for the sake of um, like obeying the law, I need to ask you this. Have you been deliberately steaming people? 
<sighs> Let me think if this you is shouldn't gonna have to think about that. Come we... back and bite me. Oh, it will. You shouldn't have to think about it. It already listen. It already. It already will because you've answered on on purpose or by accident. On purpose. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, by accident. No, no. It's, they've been very deliberate. So the worst one then. I thought that was the good one. I know what I'm doing. Steaming. It's like in my head now. It's all, I'm just connecting the dots. It's like, I come home from work. Rory's steaming his clothes. He's steaming his laundry. He's using a steam wand and his coffee in the morning. I also love thinking that's the response that will get you out of it. So if you're like, if I was in court and the judge was like, uh, Mr. Powers, were you aware of what you were doing um, that's caused offense to so many people? Absolutely. <laughs> all right, you're guilty. What? No, I know what I was doing. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> this shit wasn't an accident. <laughs> They're dragging me away. Ow, what? Judge, this was simply premeditated. I thought I made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> the judge is just turning to, to his colleagues. He's like, I, I, he asked to represent himself. This is insane. This isn't a crime of passion. This was a planned murder. <laughs> Dragging me out by my hands and knees. I, I thought this was America. One researcher tried to scientifically evaluate the state of the underground fire and see if this was fightable, if this was uh, stoppable. He said, absolutely not. This fire has enough fuel to burn for at least 1,000 more years. Oh my God. Now, this is where the authority stepped in because... Basically, the state said, at this point, several children have been swallowed by sinkholes. Right. <laughs> the mayor himself almost died in a gas incident. Uh, this is insane. Everyone has to be evacuated. But people, being, you know, red-blooded Americans, of were course. very suspicious of Uncle Sam telling them to evacuate their town. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There may be poisonous gas in my basement. My children may have been swallowed by a sinkhole. <laughs> The ground itself may be too hot to even stand on. You kind of have to hop on each foot like a lizard. There is uh, flames where the local schools and hospitals used to be. But, uh, God damn it, I've been living here for 50 years and I'm not going to leave over some goddamn mine fire. Of course. You know, they just thought fires like this in living memory have always gone out on their own. Are we just supposed to leave everything behind? But as time went on, life became so unlivable that most did evacuate. But a good number stayed behind, and the government got more and more desperate to get people out. Suspiciously desperate, you might say. I didn't. They took away the town's zip code so that it didn't exist on the postal system anymore. And no I mean, that's a good... You don't want postmen trying to drive into this place. <laughs> so I think it's a smart thing to do. I don't think it's suspicious. I'm just imagining a very deep hole that has like eight or nine UPS trucks in it. Yeah. And, and he's like, and the, like all the like eight UPS drivers are just yelling out of the hole. It's like, hey, UPS guy, don't stop. Oh, he fell in as well. <laughs> That's another one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome to the club, buddy. And then obviously then the UPS headquarters, they were like, another truck didn't make its delivery. Better send someone to go check it out. <laughs> driving down the road 100 miles per hour no the U- straight into also the, the ups headquarters are like 500 meters down the road <laughs> <laughs> it's just truck after truck 
you best hope the fire doesn't reach that hole because now you've got basically <laughs> a, a bunch of matchboxes on wheels stuck <laughs> in this hole ready to go up. <laughs> the scientist is like, my God, there's enough Amazon packages here to burn for a thousand years. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. And not only did they remove the zip code, but they removed all mentions of the name Centralia from all municipal buildings and road signs, so no one driving in the area would ever know it was there. It became a blank spot on the map. Here's a picture of one of the municipal buildings, and you can just see that they've left those words but taken away the name of the town it's kind of odd wow that's really creepy it's kind of it seems to me like a unnecessary step to erase the history of that town yeah today there is only one sign still pointing into centralia this one i'm not shitting you (laughs) it is just a sign that says fire with an arrow pointing down the road (laughs) And it is extremely hand-painted and extremely small. Yeah. Now, I get evacuating everyone, but why wipe Centralia off the face of the earth? The people that did leave recall that their last memory of the town was men in black suits walking up to every house in the town, trying to persuade them to sell and move out. Ooh, now we're talking. Now we're getting spooky. And the few that didn't believe the government's good intentions to buy everyone out of the town stayed behind to live in hell, basically. 
And to this day, I think there's about seven people still living there. Wow, fair play. In this no-name town. The houses that did evacuate were demolished by the state and covered up with soil and plants and even the curbs outside the houses dug up. Any signs of buildings from before were totally ripped out. Now, the possible explanations for this story are where things get slightly more weird, paranormal and conspiratorial. So, right off the bat, let's just jump right into the most paranormal explanation for what could be happening here. Lots of tourists have visited Centralia since its evacuation. It's become kind of a dark tourist hotspot, this abandoned place. It's only a few hours drive out of major cities. Wow. Um, so as long as you can go on foot and bring a gas mask and heat-proof clothing, uh, you can see somewhere kind of interesting. But tourists that get there only find a disturbing ghost town with unsettling graffiti. It's like some left for dead graffiti shit just like all over the town. Uh, the first one is some spray paint on the floor that says, This town will eventually take me. This town will win. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, those are some good lyrics right there. <laughs> for a really nice emo song actually scratch that from the pod because i'm gonna need to write that down you know if you're like singing about uh uh leaving your hometown mm. and you're like you know you want to move to the big city but you know that you're never going to be able to make it so it's like this town will take me oh that's eventually good. this town will win that's right that's you know, right beautiful. yeah yeah this town will engulf me in its beautiful flames my cat fell in a hole. A poisonous gas. <laughs> Kill my mom. Kill my dad. <laughs> it's beautiful, really. I mean, it just there's so many avenues. I think that second verse might need slightly more work, but like, yeah. I think it'll come together. Maybe not kill. Maybe took my mom, took my dad. Mm. That's probably pretty good. I think the kill hits pretty You really want to home. include the K word. I'm a kind of against it. But maybe even more disturbing than the graffiti and toxic gases are that visitors have claimed to hear voices, ghostly voices, saying things like, It's the UPS guys! We're still in the hole! We've been eating the protein bars from the packages! But there's only six left! For the love of God, let us out! Well, oh, the ghosts still haunt us today. One of the drivers is allergic to peanuts, but there's only peanut and protein bars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the memories of those gone still echo through these fields. F- help us! <laughs> <laughs> there's no water. There's just rotten milk, carton after carton of rotten milk, and it's all boiling. <laughs> Yeah, just like, I guess their stories never will be told, huh? <laughs> yeah, these voices were saying things like, Leave now! Or, Why? Why did you do this? Ooh. These claims, which you can read online, people's personal testimonies about visiting Centralia, uh, plus the existence of several surviving cemeteries in the town. This town was really small, but it had, I think, three separate cemeteries. It's worrying. <laughs> have led many to believe that the town is haunted. Does that explain the fire to begin with? Potentially not. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Other than it just being cursed. Unless this town is full of so many goddamn sinners and the process of dragging them all to hell 
created some sort of leak where the hmm. endless flames of the underworld emerged and uh, submerged this town in everlasting heat. That's a strong theory, yeah. I would say. Um, I mean, there's definitely possibilities there. You know, is this kind of a burial ground situation that they shouldn't have been mining in right. this town of uh, obviously lots of um, dead ancestors? Did this unleash some sort of fury from, from the underworld? Um, More people need to, I mean, like, you mine far enough down, you're going to reach hell. And I've been saying this for years. More people need to mine up. Yeah. Because that's heaven, baby. And, and that's that, the end game. And that's what they call thinking laterally. That's what they call thinking outside the box. Yeah. Because, outside the cave. Yeah. Mine outside the cave for once, guys. Think about that. That's actually pretty I think there's honestly well. probably a, a chunk of like rare minerals up. Up all I, the way, baby. We're talking crack cocaine. Yeah. We're talking crystal meth. Right. We're talking. Not just drugs, though. Oh, most well, of those are down. Oh, well, I don't know how interested I am then if there's not really... You just want there. the drug. You can buy drugs, you know, you don't have to, like, mine for them. Really? Yeah, there's, like, drug dealers. They're on, like, corners and stuff. That's weird. Because my dad, when, like, it was one of the, it's, like, my earliest memories when other kids were, like, you know, throwing, you know, throwing the, the pigskin around, playing fo- football with their dads in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, we were mining. We were straight, like... <laughs> for drugs? Dad was just, I, I remember it now. I remember, like, right now, he was just, like, scratching his neck. <laughs> And just like, son, junior, you're gonna have to help me. This is a, you got to help your old man out here because I'm getting tired and I need a fix. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff down here. I think there's probably a lot of good stuff up there too. But uh, today we're gonna dig down. Today we're going to hell, junior. You need to help your old man. Ugh, he hasn't had a hit in a couple days now, junior. I'm thinking the big dog in hell actually has a good stack. I mean, he was so gone at this point, you didn't want to tell him he was just in your sandbox with a shovel, <laughs> just digging away. It was in a borderline paddling pool, <laughs> just <laughs> shoveling handfuls of water out of the pool. Trying to find meth. Uh, oh, that, was, that was the pre-rehab days. This kind of leads us on to um, a m- equally paranormal but more concrete potential which is that this town has a literal gateway to hell okay this is a topic we have covered in the past before the huska castle i believe um there are a number of reported gateways to hell on the planet where fires burn for decades on end um and this is yet another one um it would definitely explain the eternal hellfire uh, that yep. burns to this day it might also explain why one of the few standing buildings in this town is the local Catholic church. Oh. Does it have protection against Satan himself? Ooh, possibly. I mean, w- wouldn't wouldn't the reason it, it's still standing be down to the people who came in and you said they destroyed a bunch of the houses? So presumably <laughs> it's still there because the people what? came in and didn't destroy it? Not because I don't follow. it was spared by the devil? I don't follow all at right. all. At all. I didn't think it was that hard to follow, but I don't feel like dying think, on this hill, so I'm happy to move on. Now let's not move on. What the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> so incapable of grasping the slightest criticism. <laughs> Yet so <laughs> angrily ready to defend. Badly. For the the more distinguished listener out there that maybe isn't buying my ideas about this location being haunted or indeed a gateway to hell, maybe more interested in the more conspiratorial side of things. The locals seem to be pretty suspicious of the government activity. I did even see signs that were erected in Centralia where people had hung up American flags and hand-painted signs that said, 
we don't want the government in here. We just want to continue to live in the place we were born. This is our home. We're going to stay here. Right. Um, kind of dumb. It's a poisonous place. Get out. Yeah. But you do understand where they're coming from. Uh, so some have hypothesized that maybe Uncle Sam, you know, figured out there was something of value in this town. Maybe underneath the ground. Maybe those miners got a little too close to something that we weren't supposed to know about or something valuable. Ah. And so they came in, started the fire, and then used that as a reason to literally buy the houses, buy every piece of land off the locals uh, and move them out to a, a nearby town. Maybe they could be using it for testing to this day. Interesting. Very interesting. So a bit of a different story today, but I've presented um, you the, the kind of spark notes of what is kind of a long story, but... Um, what we have here is a really peaceful small town, really nothing to talk about until 1962, until this not totally uncommon thing happened, but became totally extraordinary in just the after effects and the sheer length of time that it's that it's taken. Um, and the fact that it's now just totally abandoned, it's a ghost town, a, a genuine ghost town that you can go visit today and is rumored to be haunted. Uh, what do you make of the evidence so far? First off, I'd love to go to a ghost town at some point. One like this or one of those like Western ones. Ooh, you know, that were not like totally abandoned. Western would be dope. That'd be awesome. Go see some like haunted cowboys and that sort of stuff. Whenever I was in uh, Joshua Tree, we didn't get to do it. I might have talked about it in the show before, but we were doing one of the very popular trails and there was a sign that was like, if you fire <laughs> arrow <laughs> we didn't have our gas mask so it wasn't Couldn't do it possible fair enough but there was a sign that said uh basically like a two-hour trek from here there's like an abandoned gold mine oh my um, god yes and it had and i think at the time it had a picture of basically the last person uh to die in joshua tree who had lived and died there um and he he lived so long um after everyone else had kind of left and moved on to other cities and um he just lived in this like western gold mine area like just hundreds of miles away from any civilization the dream and uh <laughs> but i i just like vowed to myself at that moment i was like i have to go back and bring hiking shoes and go see that goddamn old-timey gold mine at some point old-timey gold miney that sounds amazing and just find some old-timey crack <laughs> all right back on the drug thing yeah. yeah but anyway what was your thoughts again um it's an interesting case i don't know enough about mining and how gas works because what is the gas is it methane gas that people have to worry about when when they're mining or digging underground? I mean, methane's flammable. Uh, carbon monoxide's the poisonous one. Carbon monoxide, that's the one that I'm thinking of. But yeah, as you said, methane is the one that actually is ignitable. Because mm -hmm. I know that's a big thing with um, oil rigs and oil refineries uh, to not obviously have a naked flame around that because <laughs> right. you, know, you even touch one of those bad boys and kaboom, now you have the earth uh, shooting out molten lava basically in, in the form of a little volcano um and presumably the same is for an area where uh, uh flammable gas is emitting from the cracks of the earth if you as we said or even down there and smoking up a little cigarette and whoosh you mm. catch this whole tunnel on fire the whole thing goes up if this is a 
constant leak coming out of uh, a section of the Earth's core. Presumably this thing can burn for hundreds of years. I should say this one was a... This only changes the dynamic slightly, but this was, I believe, a coal mine. It wasn't gas, from what I'm aware. Uh, the, the mine itself, you know what I mean? Got it. Uh, so, right, so, okay, so, so, so it's it the coal it, that it was burning. So it was like an all-time coal mine. Um, and then these poisonous gases have leaked as well. So again, I don't know enough about mining. Maybe those two things go hand in hand, but possibly. Yeah. I mean, either way, those are both two really good reasons to leave a town, a giant <laughs> flaming coal mine and poisonous gas. Yeah. I mean, the poisonous gas alone. I think that's the main thing to me. Yeah. If you can't breathe the air, if the mayor nearly <laughs> died. Yeah. When the mayor nearly dies, that's when you leave. Yeah. That's when you leave. That's the final straw yeah i think so when the captain's on the life raft and you're on the boat saying i just want to die when my father was born i want to drown on this boat you've made the wrong choice (laughs) (laughs) you should have been on that life raft it's yeah it's kind of uh, i think we've talked about it before but whenever you see um like the the like rich and famous the leaders of society uh in a spaceship leaving earth you know it's over yeah yeah when jaden smith is taking a selfie <laughs> on the next spaceship to mars you need to gtf out of here yeah because we all gonna die the earth is poison and we need to back the f off i've been saying that for years brother that's why jaden smith is in the commune actually yeah, yeah we just big bagged news. him big like news. the other day yeah uh so feel free to congratulate him on twitter he may think that we're a record label we weren't entirely clear on that um yeah he may think it's a record label it's not for commune but uh he's excited nonetheless yeah he thinks he signed a record contract with a record label but a lot of that the invisible ink shit uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would uh say otherwise although i was hoping that the giant sum of money we promised him would uh erase with the invisible ink but uh that bit didn't so he's actually been calling me often about that yeah, uh, yeah. so we might need to ramp up the patreon guys because Jaden uh is actually pretty expensive yeah I, I was um when i submitted the contract i was supposed to obviously put the uh the sum of money that we were going to pay for this quote-unquote record label mm-hmm. and then afterwards in invisible ink i was supposed to write comma not yeah you know because it was like we will pay you the sum yeah. of uh 4.5 million dollars yeah uh for this contract to be viable it was that much yeah. not yeah uh i forgot the not yeah i actually i think put an exclamation point yeah. um which really didn't undermine it at all it really just solidified the fact that we owe him a shit ton of cash yeah uh and so- the not would have been legally binding but unfortunately this is equally legally legally binding so the whole thing's really gone shits up and tits up so please uh if you could help us this month by uh, checking out the this paranormal life patreon because um <sighs> Jaden needs a new single guys yeah. Uh, and he's paid for it, trust me. The trouble is, he's really nice, so I actually feel really bad about it, too. Yeah, it's it's not a great situation to, to be in. Um, but he's in the commune, at least. Good to know. Great to know. Um, when it comes to deciding whether this case is true or false, where are we coming on today? I'm always excited when people and cats are dragged into hell. <laughs> <laughs> it really gets me going in the morning. But there's not enough in this story for me personally to suggest that this is anything out of the ordinary. I mean, it's out of the ordinary in the sense that a town is on fire for a hundred years. But, you know, as crazy as it is, this could all be explained by uh, natural causes. So I think this week I'm coming down to not paranormal. Really cool, but not paranormal. 
Uh, I think that's the definition. Really cool, but not paranormal. Um, as a fun fact, this is what Silent Hill is based on. You may remember the game Silent Hill. Really? Yeah, based on Centralia, Pennsylvania. That's so cool. I, I didn't know that at all. If people, I'm sure lo- loads of our listeners have seen the game. It's a very iconic game. Uh, it's just, it's like based in like a, a ghost town. There is a permanent fog and there are disgusting, hideous and terrifying beasts lying around every corner. Um, and yeah, that's where they got the inspiration. <laughs> Those are the locals that stayed. <laughs> How interesting. That's the goddamn mayor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that just attests to what a amazingly cool story it is um but much like silent hill the video game and film it's not real yeah unfortunately damn but thank you so much to ruth bradford harris for sending this one in to us really enjoyed researching that and really enjoyed um presenting that to you guys um but actually looking at the tweets we're getting right now everyone hated this episode so whoa okay anyway wow uh so thanks for that ruth if you have any of your own thoughts about this particular case, you can send them on in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. But a great way to get in contact with us is uh, socials because it's 2019, baby. Oh, we yeah. Twitter.com forward slash this para life. Facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. I should probably shout out Instagram. We never shout it out, but we do post on Instagram occasionally. We do. Um, I think it's Instagram.com forward slash this para life. Uh, and I'm not going to check that. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Um, old claims all right i like it as we mentioned before cannot stress this enough jaden smith is in the commune uh he doesn't know it yet he's probably going to do the inaugural concert we're going to have an annual concert currently he's the only musician in the commune oh, so yeah. it's going to probably be like a five-hour jaden smith set he's he's like 20 years old probably didn't have that much material but it's going to be liddy to titty it's, it's going to be great guys you're going to want to be there and if you too want to fraternize with celebrities such as Jane Smith, such as Rory Powers, such as Kick Greer. Yeah. Uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. And if you just can't get enough of this show, that's the place where from two bucks a month, you can get a shout out right here in the show from five bucks a month, access to a backlog of bonus episodes where we cover the too hot for TV, too hot for Centralia, too hot for the minds of Centralia content <laughs> for 20 bucks a month. You can get the exclusive official commune t-shirt that's right and as always we like to take time at the end of every episode to shout out those who have supported us on patreon it's time to do that right now let's go special thank you to eddie rodriguez dead ed that's right he looks absolutely dead as a donut yeah just one of the most unhealthy looking people you've ever seen wow he's uh really employable though in the haunted house scene the ghost train scene of course he he showed up for the interview and the interviewee was like jesus hired (laughs) you spooked me when you came in the room even though you're three minutes late what's your waist size actually never mind you look perfect get in the train just born that way some people maybe he's born with it maybe it's dead ed who knows thanks dead ed uh thanks for supporting us very kind Thank you also to Jessica Hayes. Jessica Hayes, the girl from the maze. Did you hear about this story in the news like two, two or three years ago? No. She well, got lost in a maze oh. uh, for a really long time. And it was kind of weird because it was one of those ones where it's seasonal. So obviously all the leaves die uh, <laughs> at one point. But she was in there for like four years. Right. Uh, and even though it was abundantly clear to get out, I think it was like a prison thing. She didn't know how to make it. 
outside of the maze. So right. she just kind of was born and raised in the maze. At that point, she was just foraging for maze food. Yeah. Uh, You're drinking eating the corn off the walls, drinking maize water. Any bits of popcorn and peanuts that just tourists have left behind. You know, she's emerging from the bushes, scavenging them, and then returning to the depths of the maze. Borderline school children on trips from France were coming through and saying, Mademoiselle, do you need help to leave the maze? And she was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I live here, actually. But give me some of your cash." She said, what are you in for? <laughs> they're like, school trip, I suppose. She wanted to appear dominant, so she punched the oldest French child mm-hmm, in the face. Mm-hmm. Worked like a charm. They ran, but they didn't know where they were running. Hence the maze. But glad to see that presumably she isn't operating a computer and Patreon.com from the maze. Incredible. So hopefully she's on the outside now. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thank you also to Nathan Ellingsworth. What's an Ellingsworth, I hear you ask? Well, an Elling is a particular quantity of crack cocaine that me and my father used to go wow, down to okay, the docks and try and procure the, at the weekends. The uh, so an Ellingsworth would be anything from 500 to 5,000 pounds, um, and it financially ruined us in those years. But if you got an Elling, you were smiling ear to ear, I'll tell you that much. So you would you would go to someone and ask for an Ellingsworth of drugs? Uh, mostly just an Elling. Just an Elling. And they, I would say, how much? And they'd say, an Elling's worth. I assume when you had this conversation, you were already on drugs. Hard to tell. <laughs> Mem- <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be. Memories. It fuzzy. shouldn't be hard to tell Memories if you were on fuzzy. drugs or not. Uh, it was a fish that dealt it. So read from that what you will. Okay, probably drugs. Nathan, I'm sorry you had your second name uh, dragged into this nonsense. Uh, presumably you... Oh, no, he sent us Bitcoin. Um, he's actually really big into drugs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's massive. This might be the fish. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you also to Abigail Wood. Abigail Force One. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse you? It's a mix between Air Force One and Gale Force Wind. She is powerful. She is a mecha. Part plane, part wind. Uh, She is a machine that has somehow harnessed the power of the elements. Imagine a plane that can control the wind. That's Abigail. Endless flight. Endless possibilities. But also slightly impractical. It's uh, actually a lot to read from her name. I never would have guessed, but that's fascinating. Yeah, you think from the name that she is just a person. Yes. Not a top secret military piece of equipment banned by 17 nations. Well, government's pretty quickly figured out that by calling their operations mysterious kind of obtuse things like Operation Midnight Strike, um, Operation Sundown, uh, they would kind of arouse suspicion. But by calling their projects Abigail Wood, exactly, it, it just goes under the radar. So if they say, you know, like, hey, no big deal. Uh, Abigail Wood has been terminated by Death Beam. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Just a typical everyday uh, piece of legislation um, that just flies under the radar. Literally. Yeah. That's one of the things she can do. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Abigail, you beautiful piece of military technology. Thank you for your support. Thank you also to Travis Duncan. That's right, Travis is Duncan on the haters. Yeah, he's dunking them so hard that they are falling through. <laughs> they're falling through pitfalls in the earth itself and through into gas-filled fiery holes. I love it. He is grabbing the waists of his enemies and suplexing them straight to the underworld 
poisonous gas exploding from every direction. Duncan, you are a beast. I mean, I know they're haters. That's still murder. I don't know what to tell you, but don't do it to me, Duncan. Yeah, we're right there with you. Thank you also to Casey Johnson. Johnson's on the Casey. That's right. The one detective at the at the headquarters that can't let it go. Can't let anything go. Any case that doesn't get solved, Casey's on it. I mean, Johnson's on it. On the Casey. And, it, and it's mostly the cases that they shouldn't be focusing on you know there's a they have like a desk full of like homicides to look into yeah they're mostly trying to find out who ate the last donut in the office yeah it's like, and it's johnson like, will not let like, it go like move on like Absolutely. please we'll like, buy you just... we'll buy you another donut it's not about the donut <laughs> it's about we've got a liar in our midst yeah my cases on my desk are piling up 12 years ago this lady's cat's gone missing 14 years ago a man misplaced his bicycle i will not rest until these cases are solved it's like some of those people are dead now there is no case to solve. I have, I have another a guy outside a bar said he would bum a cigarette and he would get a cigarette back to the guy as soon as he bought new cigarettes, but he never gave the cigarette back. It's like, that's not a crime <laughs> at all. People say that all the time. He's like, my duty is to protect and to solve. No, it isn't. That's not the motto, Casey Johnson. But thank you, Casey, for taking the time out of your just hectic schedule of solving minor crimes to uh, support us. Yeah. And thank you, lastly, but not leastly, to Jake Elsley. Oh, or Jake Elsley Presley. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> for, 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 your, uh, for your contribution to the oh, this porn animal paranormal flap Patreon. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jake. Oh, thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for your support. Um, I hope you have a nickname for life now. Um. <laughs> Jake Elsley Prowsley. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Jake. And thank you to everyone else we have shouted out tonight. And everyone else who supported us up to now. Um, I think I've mentioned before, we're still getting through a little backlog of names. But do let us know if we've missed you out in the sort of distant past. And we will um, do our very best to catch up with that as soon as possible. Um but otherwise, we will get to you ASAP. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed the tale of Centralia, the real Silent Hill. Ooh. And otherwise, we'll see you next week for a brand new paranormal tale. See you later, folks. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.